and welcome to Football Scotland Daily, the podcast that brings you all the big news, analysis and debate Monday to Friday, just in time for your daily commute. On today's show, I'm Chris Doyle and joining me is Jules Boyle, a guy who should be pretty refreshed and raring to go for the season after his two-week holiday. How are nope. you doing, Jules? <laughs> uh, no, it was, a fam- <laughs> it was a family holiday, so I'm certainly not refreshed uh, or anything, so no. Um, <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll, I'm sure you'll, after this, you'll be, you'll be good to go. It'll be fine, it'll be fine. <laughs> um, so... On today's episode, we're just going to have a look at the European fixtures coming up, a bit of a, like, a preview kind of podcast, looking ahead to them, how our, our teams will do. So um, Celtic are up first tonight um, against Estonian side Nom Kadju, if I've said that right. Um, and then in the second round qualifier of their Champions League and uh, Aberdeen and Rangers are in action tomorrow, tomorrow night. So we'll have a look at both of those fixtures. Um, so yeah, first of all, Celtic's the first one that comes up. They had a pretty convincing first round win against uh, Sarajevo, five two in aggregate. Um, f- as far as first round qualifiers go, it was a uh, quite a difficult opponent in the sense of their. You could argue the their opponent they're facing t- uh, in the second round a little bit easier. Um, how do you think they'll get on, Jules? Anyway. For for the, the upcoming games, yes. um, yeah, you've got to you've got to fancy them for it. Um, I think obviously there, there's uh, greater challenges ahead um, in the future we um, we've been drawn against. This game, you never you never want to be too um, cocky or predictive about these sort of things. I know it's kind of our job to do this sort of stuff. I'm just going, yeah, who knows? It isn't really ideal, but as 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 Champions League qualifiers, there's no easy. I've said I say this all the time. There's no easy games. There's no there's no gimmies. There's no guarantees. Um, you know, you don't as we've talked about many times. You don't book your flight. Before you know, you've got a little bit of result in there. Um, saying that, I think Celtic um, were strong enough last year to cope with this. Um, they've lost some players, they've strengthened again. The new players are still bedding in. It looks like they've brought in some good quality. Uh, it's still early doors for them. No, that's the problem with these things. You bring in these players, and you get these really crucial, important games right at the start. Not even the start of the season, before the season starts. You bring in new players, and they're literally fired on. They're on the bench. So, I, I would, I would be very surprised if. They, they make an arse to be honest. I mean, they're, 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 you know, from what you can see, this team, they're not any amazing great shakes. They, they should, they should, the Celtics should have enough to, to cope with it, I think. I would be surprised otherwise. And like what happened against them um, over in Bosnia, they started um, getting that free one win away from home. That kind of, you almost knew the tie was over. Um, obviously, it should be a little bit easier in terms of they've got the home, home leg first uh, tomorrow. Do you think it'll be a case of yeah, maybe they can just put in that good performance and the tie should be sort of done and dusted, given sort of the team of that little bit, you know, a breather, allowing them to make some changes for the away leg. You would hope so. Um, you, would, you would hope. I mean, obviously, if, you, if it's always the way people always sort of argue over it, whether it's better to get the home leg first or the away leg first. And there's kind of cases for both, I would say. Getting your first game at home um, does give you a chance to put your marker down to get some goals in to keep a clean sheet hopefully to give your fans behind you to give you a wee advantage and then go away leg with a, hopefully a comfortable cushion behind you then you can relax a little bit a little bit um, maybe give folk a wee bit of run out but saying that I mean you know if you go away with a, a 2-0 or a 3-1 or something like that it's still not a huge amount in it really do you know what I mean and you've got the other team at their own home advantage so I still don't think it's going to be a, a massive um, a massive help. I mean, it is a wee bit, but as, 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 that's why it's two legs in it. So, I would. I think they'll be going out to try and get as much as they can, um, and then put as put as much of the game to bed as possible. Um, but obviously, this lot are going to be coming over and doing their very best to kind of stagnate that and not let as much in as possible. Do you know what I mean, so it's not. It's, there's no guarantees. There's no. 
you know, at this, this point of the season, it's banana skin central. Do you know I mean every single game, it could easily go right up there. Do you know what I mean? So, but I, I, I would, I would think that Celtic have enough to deal with tomorrow or tonight, rather. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I don't want to look at the obviously the the next round, sort of who they could face, but that did kind of get whittled down to two teams, and um, depending on what happens this week, so it's either Cluj of uh, Romania or Maccabi Tel Aviv of Israel. Um, for the third round and then they've still got another one to go for round which yeah. is absolutely brutal it's obscene uh, yeah Scottish football eh? I know. Uh, but so yeah is that do you think like those two looking ahead um, just slightly just touching on it a wee bit I mean it seems like those will be a, a diff- difficult ties maybe going over to Romania for in a way like that could be that could be they're maybe hoping they get in even Israel as well those are the sort of things that it's, it seems like it's getting a lab, little bit more difficult into the, yeah. the last two qualifiers doesn't it yeah definitely I mean obviously th- that'll be the third round um, they're both decent sides um, again I can see Celtic overcoming them um, but again you could see either of them uh, uh, getting the results I mean it's, 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 that, it's getting to that point of the qualifiers where it's a lot tighter it's a lot more difficult sometimes you get a bit of luck in these draws those two aren't a particular lucky options I mean it's not like you know you've got you know Tel Aviv and you know a lesser team or something like that it's two pretty you know that's two hard draws basically whatever, whatever one they get um, again it's doable it's very doable uh, they just need you know the more, the quicker the team gels with these new players, and the quicker they get kind of going, the, the better for them. Basically, I think that's what's going to come yep. down to. Well, talking about new players, uh, the latest arrival um, just came came through the door. Um, a right back, um, so from Hatem Ab El Hamid from Hapoel uh, Beersheba. So he signed in a four year deal, uh, one point six million. The reported figures. Um, I doubt he'll be in action, sort of tonight. Um, but do you think that's more of a relief than anything that after Lus- Mika Lustig and Christian Gamble out, they badly need to get players, uh, sorry, a right back in for the door because they were playing Iyer there, uh, Chris Ryer there um, against Sarajevo. So, what was your what are your overall thoughts of the signing anyway? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the right back's been an issue for quite some time. It's been an issue before uh, Lustig left. Let's be honest. Do you know what I mean? Um, in an ideal world, I think Lustig would have you know been kept on as a reserve. You know, and that, and then they got the new first choice in. So with him leaving for whatever reasons, there's a lot of sort of discussion over that. All of a sudden, it was like they need two. Do you know what I mean? It's literally all these other slots getting filled, and this right back position is like a howling big canyon in the inside of the park. So it's a, a huge, huge relief, I think, to every Celtic fan, and probably to Neil Lennon as well. In fact, not even probably. Do you know what I mean? To get that sort of filled in, whether he's going to uh, cut the mustard, obviously, is a different thing. And again, he sounds decent. He looks decent, but little I've seen, I've not seen a huge amount of him. Um, Lennon said yesterday that he'd spoke to Nir Beaton about him and spoke to Berm Kyle um, and got sort of their take on him um, and they were both sort of raving about the guy. Um, I was always a big fan of Kyle myself, do you know what I mean? He was a, a great player, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, so hopefully he, he'll be the, the, the solution to the, the problem that Celtic have had for quite some time because that, that has been a long, ongoing issue is that right-back situation. So, um, and it does look now, um, if you look at Celtic's back line that Lennon is building a, you know, a bit of a... a, a a back wall of units, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you can yeah. see where he's going exactly with, with uh, Christopher Julian from uh, Toulouse. He's not really uh-huh. seen much of him. He actually might. Um, he did play some action in the friendly yeah. so recently, so he he could maybe play a part tomorrow night. That could be his um, first start or whatever. Um, what about? Do you think um, they actually? Is there? Do you think Lennon will go into dip into the transfer market more? He's. I mean, I think that's his fourth signing. Um, so do you, do you see him maybe? Obviously, what about like bringing even in another right back? Because they were looking at um, 
Danny Simpson and they were, mm-hmm. they were going to bring him on trial and the reason that kind of faltered was because he realised that um, El Hamid the signing was going through and he probably wouldn't want to play second fiddle um, so it looks like they're they're still still looking maybe to get in the sort of a backup is what about like the centre back position as well because it seems like they'll be I or Julian will be the two sort of Bain and they'll have uh, probably Simonovic maybe third choice um, do you think that's enough to get for Celtic to get through the season um Aye, roughly. I mean, obviously, you want more strength and depth, always. I mean, so it would be great to have, like, four great centre-back choices, do you know what I mean? Because Joe's all coming in, you know, you wouldn't have a massive amount of problems going, oh, God, here comes, do you know what I mean? Look who we've got here, do you know what I mean? Um, to have another one like that, um, I think it would do, is no harm, do them no harm at all. As far as the right-back concerns, I think that's more of an issue. Um, you have the centre-back thing, but obviously there is two there. There is three there in reserve sort of thing. The right-back, there is one. You know what I mean, and that is more the issue. There is other people that can play it right back, but I think they definitely need um, a reserve right back in there. Because if something happens to your new fella, they're back to square one again. Do you know what I mean? And they're back on that sort of situation. So that is something that really needs to be covered, especially a right back position. That's no something you can kind of move about or play a sort of different. You know the way they're going to play. Yeah. That's an essential. Well, part. when Lennon's been putting in ire, it kind of gives you an indication that he does not fancy Anthony Ralston at no, all. No, so definitely that not. So you know when he's playing a centre back out of position. I'm sure Ayer's filling in pretty admirably, but it's kind of showing you that maybe he's not a part of the plan. So it seems like, anyway, it seems like they'll still be looking for maybe a cover for El Hamid, but it seems like for he'll be kind of thrown straight in. Um, so sort of baptism of fire, see how he'll get on. Uh, anyway, so yeah, moving on to the, the Aberdeen, Aberdeen game. By the time, uh, don't think we'll get to talk about it tomorrow because I think it's about a half five kickoff. Um, so if I've got this right, uh, Aberdeen are playing Chicory from Georgia. So they're away from home, unlike the Celtic and, and Rangers. Um, they did well to get through the first round tie. Um, a bit of a struggle against Rops in Finland. So it was a good 2-1 away, uh, two, sorry, 2-1 win at home. Uh, they conceded that late away goal. Uh, they lose a really early goal in the away leg. Um, and at that point, it looks like they're actually going out, but then they recover well. Um through um, Sam Cros- Cosgrove who scored the penalty and then Lewis Ferguson ended up scoring a 90th minute winner so um, overall they, they scraped through a wee bit but um, overall a good comeback um, how do you think they'll get on in Georgia? Um, it's a tricky one and I think I think what the, that game showed it shows what uh, Derek McInnes um, instills in his team I mean they'll kind of run through walls for him a little bit um, and they did fight back as much as it is you know how much was self-inflicted or whatever they had to left themselves in that position they still kind of fought their way through going away to Georgia um, I don't think many teams ever look forward to that do you know what I mean it's, it's not really a, a, an away leg that's a attractive in any way do you know what I mean it's going to be a hard game it's always a hard game over there um, this team are they on the same level as Aberdeen do you know what I mean it's, it's, it's difficult and there's a lot of expectation a lot of weight on them as well because you know they're, they're getting their shot in Europe again and there's all this you know they, they, they want to get a run they want to get a bit further this is where they can you know get some great experience some glory some all these sort of things and it's there's a lot of pressure on them a lot of pressure on McInnes to actually get somewhere this season to do something with it um, especially as last season as well they, they had their with their week is finished for a few years as well um, and they'll be looking to try and, and, and improve on it this year and, and you, you don't want to be you know out of Europe before yeah, season starts maybe that's the next step for, for McKenna's under Aberdeen he's yeah. been there for a few years he's finished second with him you know finished third he's you know, you know that they were going to be in the mix there mm, um, but he's not quite been able to get over the hump in Europe and last year I think they came up against Burnley which is you know a, a good Premier League side uh-huh. so 
it was maybe not a favourable draw, but um, it seems like they should be able to get through against Georgia anyway, mm-hmm. um, this Georgian team. Um, one for, uh, one a little bit of Aberdeen news as well is um, that it seems like Stevie May, who is not on the flight, is not on the flight to Georgia uh, with the rest of the team. He seems to be sealing a move to St. Johnston. So there's quite a few, few clubs in for him. Um, I'm sure the guys spoken in last week's pod about if it's a good idea to go back to sort of like a former team. Uh, we'll maybe look at it for the Aberdeen uh, perspective. Do you think they're losing out or do you think it's just a case of like it just never really worked out yeah, for them really, off? Yeah, I didn't really, I'm afraid. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a good player. I've always, I've always liked him. I just The Aberdeen thing just didn't work for him um, and he was there. He obviously had a lot of injuries as well but it just never seemed to sort of ignite and I mean, how long has he been there now? I think about maybe it's going on two seasons. Two seasons, yeah, two, I was, I was, two and a bit. Yeah, maybe two two summers ago. Yeah, uh-huh. um, maybe a year and a half. Yeah, so it's not really, and that's quite a, a year and a half. One and a half hours two. And a half. There you go. So, but still, though, it's long enough that it's not really kind of ignited. I think if he can go and get his career going properly again at St Johnson, um, I think that's a much better move for me, to be honest. Yeah, maybe familiar surroundings because you you do know there's a player in there, but it mm. seems like kind of injuries has sort of curtailed his. Yeah, is um, taking we half yeah, off as well. I think as well. Yeah, so. definitely, he's not quite the same player, but we'll yeah. s- we'll see how that sort of materializes anyway. Um, do you think that? Obviously, I think they've got Kurt's main and they've got Cosgrove. Um, just last thing in Aberdeen, um, with him going out the door, do you f- do you think they need to strengthen up top? Maybe to get sort of sort of that assurance that they'll get sort of these goals to help Cosgrove um, yeah ideally I think I mean they've brought in quite a lot of players so far already um, he's, been, he's been very busy um, he's got in they do have strikers there um, again though it's not like you're kind of replacing Cosgrove I mean it's not It's not like you've got something it's not like you're losing you know a big player that's got a lot of goals in the past yeah. I mean it's, it's kind of you know I don't want to say you wouldn't notice him being out the, the the team, do you know what I mean? But at the same time, it's not it's not as burningly crucial as it would have been for another player. I think um, I'm sure Derek McInnes would ideally like to have another option up front, um, but whether that's a burning priority or not is a different question. I think. Yeah, I think that I think that's completely fair. Um, so yeah, so we'll move on to our last game, um, which will be on tomorrow night about quarter eight. So after the Aberdeen game, Rangers are playing their familiar foes Progress Niederkorn from uh, Luxembourg. So I kind of wanted to have a wee kind of wander back to two years ago which was a pretty memorable night unfortunately for Rangers fans but in terms of just being one of those I feel like everyone kind of remembers it because it's one of those kind of horror results in Europe for a Scottish team just like Kilmarnock against uh, uh, Koninsky, um the other week and um, what do you remember of it? Um <sighs> Well, obviously, I remember the aftermath more. Yeah, it's, I, it's been like you know, the social well, yeah. a million memes exactly. and that sort of stuff. <laughs> as, as you say, it's one of those games. To be honest, it wasn't even that much a remarkable game. I mean, it was one of those ones where a Scottish team gets stuffed by a, a, a very, very small opponent. And I've seen it time and time again. We, we other you not know, just Rangers, but as you say, we come on up with Celtic with that. It's just one of these things. Are you know? We've kind of gotten used to exactly seeing these horror the results. And again, though, it goes back to you know. It's that banana skin thing in Europe, do you know what I mean? It can happen to anyone, really. But obviously at that time, Rangers were, were you know, not very good as well. Um, they weren't really sort of snapping or firing at all. And, you know, it wasn't even that surprising at the time. I think if um, JR's team, and I'm not saying they're world beaters or anything like that, you know what I mean? But I think if they went out to this progress, uh, as far as what I know from progress, it would be more of a surprise, do you know what I mean? Um, whereas that one before, that was just like, you know, another. I was a, a, a team in, in 
imploding at the time. I mean, yeah. sure enough, it did, um, and that obviously that result didn't help. Uh, but again, I think it's one of these things that fans need to be wary of that sort of thing of just thinking, oh, who's that progress? Need oh, never heard of. We're going to do them, and then these things happen. Do you know I mean, or your Kelly fans booking flights to, you know, Belgrade, thinking, oh, that's just that's nothing. We'll, you know, we'll do that. You know, it's hubris. Do you know what I mean? You, you need to be careful with these things. Yeah, I think they've definitely made sort of learned from that lesson in the sense of well the, uh, obviously against um, St Joseph's it was like no nonsense like you know we're putting out like quite a strong team here yep. in that first leg and we're going to make sure we're going back we're comfortable and then you know yep. 10 goals now basically over the aggregate so does that kind of do you think that shows that like they've got that sort of a different mentality based on obviously they're they're running you the last year because obviously uh-huh. like you talk about sort of uh, Gerard was obviously just coming into the role last season and he probably realised like it's how important it is to sort of kick off his sort of debut season with like you don't want one of those upsets like no. basically what Pedro Cristina had so yeah, yeah. And, I, and as uh, Brendan Rodgers had with the Red Imps so yeah. um, it was an absolute howler as well but fortunately at least it was just the first leg and they got through yeah. it wasn't a, a knockout but yeah totally I mean obviously Gerard. um See what I like about Stephen Jarrett, he's insanely competitive. Um, you can tell he's a sort of guy, I've said this before, something similar, but he's the sort of guy that would go into a footy on his way and playing football in the back garden, do you know what I mean? He's just that sort of guy, do you know, when he wants to win everything, and you can tell it drives him insane when the things aren't remotely the way he wants it. Do you know I mean, that's why he criticises these players like right after the game, going, oh, I take full responsibility, it's his fault, that was terrible there, you know what I mean? He's that. So he's not going to, he's going to want to do better in Europe this season than he did last season, and he done quite well last season. Um, they were playing better football in Europe than they were in the league at that point I, th- I thought anyway a lot of the time um, they walked. I remember they walked off one game one of the games they drew I think can't remember the ones and they walked off and their faces were tripping them as if they just got a doing and they'd drawn do you know what I mean a, 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 a reputable draw so I think this season again he's going to be prioritising getting those getting those results and, and getting that in there he's going to want to start the season still in Europe with the confidence up with the tails up do you know what I mean just ready to you know he gets stuck in so I don't think there's going to be any um, underestimating of this. I think they're going to be looking to, you know, put the boot in right away and, and, and get a result with it. Do you know what I mean? And also as well, there is that added, you know, spectre of Riddy that this is progress again. And if they go to them again, it'd be like just horrific. Do you know what I mean? It'd be absolutely yeah, horrific. Do you think just, they will maybe want to sort of prove a point and be oh, like... <laughs> just really give them a doing. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not revenge because... It's not, yeah, it's a completely well, different team, isn't it? Completely different, two so, different teams completely, but it is kind of revenge. It's the same way, like, you know, teams play... Like you know, certain teams hate each other for thirty years ago for European games you know I mean, and stuff like that. It's still the same team, sort of. I think you don't want to go out to them again. I think the f- the fans, you know, what I mean, like it's not that wasn't a nice. Them, it's more last foot on them and st- instead of the players. You know oh, I, mean? like, I none of those play. Most of those players. Like, you've all been on the, the side of it where, like, it's like it was last week with Kamarnik, where basically yeah. their fans are just getting it from all sides, just like, destroyed. Them yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. So maybe it's more like I think hopefully the. In their point of view, the players will realise that sort of like, yeah, let's just go out and sort of yeah. give these boys a doing. <laughs> yeah, give them, a, give them a doing. Partly for the team, partly for the fans. Do you know what I mean? Because they kind of they earned it after taking the pelters for the last one. Do you know what I mean? And if you go out at this stage, uh, the Europa League, I mean that's it. You know what I mean? There's no no more European football till next year. That's that's gone, which is disastrous for any team. Um, but if you go out to that tiny, tiny wee team that pumped you a you know, few years before. Again, do you know what I mean? So I don't. I just kind of see it happen. I think it'll be like, you know, I'm just, I'm sure they take every game seriously. Um, um, and they, 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 they want to win all of them, of course they do. But I think there's going to be a bit of extra incentive to kind of uh, right old wrongs, shall we say, um, <laughs> and, and, and not, you know, 
not double ready yet. Do you know I think mean? so. Um, no, I agree with that. Um, so we're talking about so obviously Celtic's potential opponent. So um, it seems like it might get a little bit more difficult for Rangers in the next round. So um, they, if they get through, um, they're going to be f- uh, facing Midtjylland of Denmark. So it seems like potentially having two easy ties, you're presuming we're get, they're going to get through progress. Um, how do you think that lines up? Um, I won't lie, I don't know a huge amount about Midtjylland. Um I'm I'm not watching the, the Danish football on the on the dodgy dodgy streams, you know what I mean? Um I've looked in there obviously, I, and that sort of stuff. Again, it's you know it's not as they could have got a lot worse draws. Do you know what I mean? They could have got a lot worse. There was premiership yeah. teams and there, there was big well, sides, there was wolves, 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 there was wolves and there was like some big European team. I can't remember off the top of my head, I just walked into this podcast. But yeah, wolves, I mean wolves how much money have they got? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, exactly. They could be sort of breaching on the top six next season. So yeah, they were yeah. I think that was like definitely Horror must show. avoid. Yeah, and there was a I few think. other ones as well, and then they got this lot in Midland and you think, Well, that's all right, compared to what you could have got, I'm sure most Rangers fans have bit your hand off for that one, do you know what I mean? Um, again, no guarantees, but they're not one of the one of the, the big dogs of the the, the draw. Do you know what I mean, so I think they'll be looking to kind of hopefully. Well, one um, one player they will be familiar with him is Alex Vyachenko, so that's where he yeah. plies his trade just now. So, yeah. and he's still kind of kept in touch with that sort of still considers him sort of like that Celtic fan gym. Oh yeah, totally. Social media posts he seems yeah. to be still very much talks like, about Celtic as a we. part of the club. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how do you think? He, do you think he's he's going to be? He would have loved the draw though. Oh, he's totally. going to be relishing he's it. Right up for he can obviously come back to to Glasgow uh-huh. potentially, but um, how do you think? He, do you think he'll be sort of thinking? He, yes, he, he'll be looking to put everything up in the air at every opportunity. I think that'll be. You know what I mean? You can just tell by the way he talks about it and stuff like that. Um, yeah, which I'm sure as well means he'll get quite a spicy response for, for the Rangers fans as well, and rightly so, um, as, as how it should be. But he'll be thriving on it. He'll be absolutely up for it. Um, it's a kind of wacky. You know, result to end up getting. Do you know what I mean? Um, but it could help. Uh, it could help Midland as well because obviously he's played Rangers often enough. He knows all about him. He still follows Celtic, so he'll be kind of, you know, telling all his teammates exactly who's who and what's what and, and that sort of sort stuff. Sort of like the inside track, or maybe even just what to expect, like yeah. at Ibrooks because he's been in the most hostile environment oh, totally. other than the old firm game. Uh, absolutely, hundred percent. He'll you know have the warning. You know. You might have seen it at the telly. It's nothing like the telly, do you know what I mean? They're going to walk out. You see it happens all the time, both at Celtic Park and at Ibrox, you know what I mean? Teams walk out and you see their faces going, Whoa, you know, with the noise and the cauldron and the intensity and the, the you know, the passion that's in there. Um and the rage and all the stuff, do you know what I mean? Everything everything that comes with these games. So they'll be, you know, he'll he'll be having them primed to kinda of what to expect, sort of thing. Whether that'll make any difference or not, uh, is a different question entirely. And again, I mean he could, you know, it could be one of those ones where he gets the the occasion overwhelms a little bit and it gets a bit overexcited do you know what I mean and does that thing yeah. we've just seen before as well so yeah it's a, well, it's that's a, one it's all in case so in, you know if they get through um, against progress so I hope we're not sort of getting too far ahead of ourselves yeah. but you know I'm a hopeful, you would, you would I'm hopeful so. that you know Celtic and Rangers can you know as the two best teams in our country they can sort of just, just get gab, through it without even without a, a sweat. Yeah, you know, gab, exactly. gab, even with a sweat, I don't care. Just get a bit of pain, <laughs> get a bit of run, get some coefficient up, you know, just put a bit of pride back in Scotland. I think my basic of progress is just like lightning just can't strike twice. Yeah, we well. <laughs> That's my, like, whole, just the basis uh-huh, of it being like, uh-huh. yes, you could obviously, like, there is a potential upset of any European yeah, game. Yeah. But I just feel like, nah, we've, we've seen that story, we've seen how, we that's, have, yeah. how that's went. So. We have, yeah. Well, I've got, you know, Celtic Cali Thistle anyone you know what I mean it's gonna <laughs> <We're> like, <laughs> it's just it's happened more than once you know what I mean I guess that's um, true actually you know, it does like it's does like, like, oh it kind of happened oh 
God almighty, it's happening again. So, yeah, they could. They totally could. I don't think it's Goni. Um, I'm sure Stephen Gerrard doesn't think it's Goni. Uh, and I'd be very surprised, and I wouldn't be, I would not be putting any money on it. Um, I don't really gamble anyway. Don't that's I don't fancy the odds on on an upset. I don't like think that. you would. Get, yeah, well, you would maybe get decent odds in progress, but especially <laughs> at Ibrox. But yeah, uh-huh. like no, no, I wouldn't. Put, I wouldn't put money in progress when I'm saying that's the yeah, that's oh, insanity. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Even sure. I don't think you're going to get much value for <laughs> no, Rangers you're either. Certainly not. <laughs> well, either, way, either way, you get very little back, and you burn your money. But saying that, I think I think it's a it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, I think if. As long as Rangers don't get, give away any early goals, I think that's going to be the thing because I think that could be a bit of a factor of, like, of putting that cat amongst the pigeons. Kelly, like, oh, 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 here we go again. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, you know that that would be interesting, very interesting, and I don't think that will happen if that's the case. But I think uh, you can constantly say, I think they're going to get through. I think so, but it just needs to be done. Do you know what I mean? It's, you know, there's come on, let us down. Sorry, Kelly fan, Gaby. Um, <laughs> but you know, we're playing four qualifying rounds and, and these things. It's a disgrace. Do you know what I mean? It's absolutely shocking. Um, but that's just the way of it and there's no even any point us moaning about it anymore it's just how it is and it could possibly get worse um, we could possibly just get locked out of the Champions League at some point in the future for more money so we need to just get play the game as it is and get through these things and get through, get the coefficient up and the only way to do that is by is by not making a mess yet do you know what I mean yeah, so, exactly. so they have to just do it and just get, at least get into the group stage at least get in both, in both, both sides again. all three in fact ideally um, I think the Aberdeen one's not as Secure a bet, you know what I mean, of that sort of stuff. But how good would it be if all three teams were in the, the group yeah, stages well, in Europe? That's not amazing. happened. No, I think it would really just give like a good sort of, you know, kick on for the rest of the season yeah. if that was the case. Um, totally. At least if in Celtic's case, if they so they would like last season they didn't get through the last stage, so they still got dropped into the Europa League. So that's uh-huh. not. So we still we still had two in the yeah. And they're on the obviously playing, they were actually playing in the same night. So yeah, imagine yeah. if you had all three, it would be it would be, be brilliant. It would be brilliant. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, um, that's that's all from us here at Football Scotland for today. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow before four pm, just in time to make your daily work commute that little bit more bearable. So I think we'll have all the sort of post match reaction from the the Celtic game tonight. Um, see how they get on. So you can get more from us at the Football Scotland website or our social media channels on Facebook and Twitter at football underscore Scott. To ask a question or to make a comment as individually, you can get me on at by Chris Doyle and Jules on Captain underscore Howdy. Until tomorrow, thanks for listening. See you guys.